We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. We call our Friday edition the tailgate. Hope you were able to catch our spring game special kind of, I guess you can say, amendment to the Sooner Sports Podcast this week. If you didn't, it's available in our archives right now. Of course, the spring game has shifted to tonight, Friday night. So get ready for what's going to be a fun night. Game will kick off at about 7.30, 7.40-ish tonight. So it's going to be a very fun evening. And this is going to be a big football show. Coming up here in just a bit, Toby Rowland and I were able to co-host the Sirius XM Campus Tour. Going to bring you a little bit of the conversation with the head coach, Lincoln Riley. That's coming up here in just a bit. We'll kick things off with Jessica Cootie talking with Alex Grinch. And we'll wrap things up with Sooner pitching coach Jen Rocha. But again, every question that you might have about why the shift took place, maybe where to park, any other kind of tidbits of information, I encourage you to check out our podcast archives. It should be the first one right in the archive file there at Soonersports.com slash podcast. It's our conversation with Kenny Mossman. If you want to go more in-depth with some of your questions, I encourage you to check out Soonersports.com. And on the football page, there's basically an answer to just about any question you might have as we prepare to host what should be still a huge recruiting night and what plans to be a fun evening as well. So what do you say? Uh, Enough with all of the details. Let's get after it. 
Earlier this week, Jessica Cootie had a chance to catch up with Sooner defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. This will be our first chance to see the Alex Grinch defense on display for everybody to see. Of course, it's going to be a little bit dialed back because I don't think we'll see many blitzes or many exotics coming at you this evening. But Jess sat down with the new defensive coordinator to get you a little bit of a feel for what he's all about. Well, we talked to you when you first got here and you talked about kind of well, everything that you needed to get done uh, this spring. Now that we're getting closer to the spring game, where do you feel about where your defense is at? Well, certainly making progress. And, and that, that would be, you know, uh, I guess 1A on the, on the list of things that, that, that have to get done. There, there's impossible in 15 days um, to, 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 to walk off the, the practice field or game field after, after the spring game and say, you know, we, we, we got it all accomplished. Um, and so there, there's... For every, for every meeting that and, and the content of that meeting, there's there's more content that that should have went you know, or, or could have should have would have uh, been covered. Every every practice, every every positive play uh, needs to be made again. Come fall, every negative play that uh, you know maybe we didn't uh, uh, get the result that we wanted needs to be made uh, in fall camp. You know, every, and then and ultimately though every, every play that uh, is made or not made in fall camp has to be made during the season. So that's that's the constant. Uh, uh, I guess battle that that, that we uh, uh, wage every single day in in, in terms of uh, um, you know trying to put our guys in a, in a position to be that you know just a, a click better uh, than than we were the day before, but impossible to, to to get all we need to get done in just 15 days. And you, you've obviously talked a lot about it being an effort-based defense. You know your your assistant coaches are talking about that as well. How have they bought into that and that mentality, and making sure they're giving it max effort every single snap? Sure, and just been very excited uh, by, by the overall buy-in, um, and, and so that that's a that gives us a shot. That 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 has allowed us to take advantage of, of more days than we haven't taken advantage of. Uh, again, with, with just so so few days on the field in pads. Uh, you know, uh, not, not simulating the, the game that we play, but but actually playing the game, um, and so that that's been, been a, a real positive. I give a, a lot of credit to, to the assistant coaches, uh, and 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 obviously the players, and so that that obviously has to continue. Speed D, how would you describe Speed D? Well, uh, and and it, it was never intended to be a hashtag. It was never intended to, be, to sound cute. That's that's not who we are, what we are, and and, uh, uh, and we'll continue to be that way. Really, it's it's a uh, reminder to us as coaches to, to not say anything to a player that would slow him down. You know, make, make sure that in the name of being a, a great coach from an X's and O's standpoint that you remind yourself that uh, if, it, if it adds thinking to the play to your players, uh, then it's probably an inappropriate thing to install. Uh, if it's a, a coaching point that allows the guys to play faster, let it rip. If it's something that, that uh, again, adds thinking, which thinking that's uh, the, the a slowing down process to their ability to uh, run and execute, then then uh, that's not the coaching point that, that we want to give them. And so that that's that's one from a coaching standpoint. Then from a player standpoint, is if, if in that moment you know should should I run to the ball? Should I not run to the ball? We're trying to take the thinking away from you in that respect as well. Uh, run, you know, so slow guys. Uh, you know, for every slow guy, there's 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 only so many guys on the field that uh, are in a position to make a play. So if there's one slow guy out, again, how they play is really what I'm referencing. Uh, you know, if, if you're the, if you're the slow one, now we're playing with ten. If there's two of us, you decide to play slow, then we're playing with nine. Um, and so just uh, just for a constant reminder to them that uh, uh, you know playing at, at, at max effort, max speed is is uh, how we how we structure our defense. 
talking with some of your players, but then also taking in some practice, it seems like no matter what the play is, it's always let's get to the next one. How important is that mentality when you want to have a successful defense against some of these great offenses that you're going to be facing? Well, yeah, regardless of the result of the previous play, there's, you know, the, a lot of what we do is, um, you know, it's a Sunday conversation, not a Saturday uh, conversation. So, and what I mean by that is that those are things we'll analyze on Sundays in terms of the, uh, you know, fixing whatever issues we faced on, on, on the down of football. What's important in the moment is to get on to the next play. And so that next play mentality, regarding positive and negative, is, is, you know, the next snap, there's another play that needs to be made and we need to make it. Um, and also just a reminder to the guys that, that uh, in our sport, you're always one play away from turning the tide. You're one play away from changing momentum. Now, it may not be the next play. And you can be willing to, to, to kind of set your jaw and maybe take some punches at times. But, uh, you know, knowing that... Uh, at any, any given moment, you have the opportunity to deliver one on, uh, of your own. So um, that, that, that's just it, is, is you know, that next play mentality. Again, we're one play away. We're always one play away and, and, and trusting in that. You talk about a lot about the effort and how important that is to your defense, but the personnel, the, the pieces that you've got, how do you feel about some of the players that you're working with on the defensive side of the ball here at OU? Sure, we're, we're, and we're improving every single day. Um, and, and really what we, we, we look for is, is okay, you know, how, many, how many guys are, you know, after 15 days will establish themselves uh, as starters you know, going into the fall? How many guys will continue to be in a position uh, battle as we go into the summer, as we go into the fall? You know, how many guys are, 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 are challenging from a three on the depth chart to a two, a two on the depth chart to a one. So in any event, uh, you know, the, there's a large group of guys that probably would be in that, that maybe the second category in terms of not establish themselves yet. And again, in fairness to them, kind of maybe unrealistic in 15 days to get that done, especially with new staff, new defense. Um, but, but certainly there, there, there's, there's been some highlights. You know, the, the Neville Gallimores of the world, excited about him in the front. Kenneth Mann, I think, is progressing. Ronnie Perkins is progressing. Uh, Kenneth Murray and this second level of our defense, some young linebackers, I think that, that, that possess some athleticism. Uh, been been pleased with uh, you know consistency in, in the Patrick Fields, and again, you know, and I mentioned those guys because they're trending at least minimum. They're they're trending towards being stars in this program, and then you know once you become a star in this program, then the standard is not just to do that; it's to be an all, all Big Twelve uh, defender and one of the best defenders in in, in the country. And so, um, you know, the thing we tell the guys is, no matter where you are today, there's somewhere you need to be. It's either a three to a two, a two to a one, or one to an All American. I mean, that's so there's. Uh, obviously, uh, the progress being made, but also a lot of progress that, that, that's still yet to, uh, uh, yeah, yet, to, yet to happen. When I talked to you when you first got hired, you talked about how Lincoln Riley is a guy that y you want to coach with, but you don't want to coach against. What's it been like going up against him in spring ball? Well, certainly challenging. And the, and the nice thing, and I have been in situations in, in, in my past and as defensive coaches in our past, where you only see certain things over the course of a, a, a spring. And sometimes when, when that happens, you can get a, kind of a false sense of maybe who you are, what you are, some of the things that's, that you're, you're executing on a day-in and day-out basis um, as to you know, how will it translate once it gets real in the fall, once you see you know, the, the, a more multiple offense. And so the fortunate thing for us is we see a little bit of everything, you know, from, from personnel grouping, so the use of tight ends, use of multiple tailbacks, and then also the spread sets with four wide receivers. And okay, so that, that all those things kind of add, uh, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit of a, an adjustment defensively. And, and then the, and that's not, they haven't run a play yet. That's just getting guys line, lined up. And so um, in any event, uh, we, we, we are very fortunate. Uh, as frustrating that it is at, at moments uh, that, that uh, 
uh, to see what we see on a day in and day out basis. But it allows us what what not just the the, the actual rep on on the uh, on the practice field, but that also then translates to the meeting room. And now as a coach, you have an opportunity to uh, you know spend time on that on that particular adjustment or, or play based on what we see on, on a given day. And so, uh, yeah, real, real, real positive. And, not, and obviously you, you, you uh, get excited about what, what they're capable of doing on that side of the ball. You've been a part of uh, several spring games, but this is your first one at Oklahoma. Beyond just what your team is going to do on the field, how important is this day for this program? Well, the, the, I think the biggest thing is you, you don't want to build into something that it's not. You know, it, it will be very limited packages on, on both sides of the ball. That's a responsible thing to do. And in the TV area of, of, of spring games. Um, and, and, and so you, you won't uh, um, maybe show what, what, what a normal Saturday would look like from a, a schematic standpoint. But what it is, it's a stage for the players. It is, there, there's, um, uh, there's a crowd, there's an atmosphere. And for some of these guys, it'll be the first time on that stage. For other guys, um, it, it, it'll be, uh, uh, you know something that, that uh, you know they, they've known in the past, and, and but it's an opportunity to uh, again under the bright lights on, on uh, uh, in front of thousands of fans to to show what they're capable of doing, and and some guys rise to the occasion, and some guys don't. So I think that that's the biggest thing to me is just an opportunity to do it uh, uh, on that particular stage, and, and and we need the guys to take advantage of. And to show potential, your next generation, right? What it could be like here on Saturdays? Well, without question. I mean, we're excited. Uh, you know, I'm excited to, to be part of my, my first game, uh, spring game at Oklahoma. And, and, and like you said, been at, at several places. And, um, you know, to, to be at a place like this and, and, and understand the, the, the crowd that, that, that will be associated with it. I think the, the excitement level behind OU football, there, there's, there's, there's very few. And I'll keep saying that it's 99.9% it's .9 of the country wish they were Oklahoma. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see that fan base show up. And, and you know, from a recruiting standpoint, it, it's certainly something that, that uh, uh, we market it and, and we should because most people don't have that. They, they, most people don't have the excitement over uh, a game that doesn't count. And so, in any event, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll sell it to, to the individual. And we'll have several recruits on campus. They'll, they'll be their, their first look, uh, live look at, uh, at Oklahoma football. So, uh, it, it's a big weekend in that respect. Love the guy already. All business. You don't get a lot of coach speak out of Alex Grinch. I can't wait to see this defense in full force coming coming up in the fall and also just to kind of get an idea of what it looks like in that hustle and that energy and that enthusiasm in the spring game. Speaking of the spring game, excited for Lincoln Riley. He's fired up. And not only that this game is on Friday night, but also what his team has heading into the 2019 season. Toby and I, here's a sample of what we talked about whenever we talked with Coach on Wednesday. And we are honored now to be joined by the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, now in his third year on the sidelines as the head coach here in Norman, Lincoln Riley who is in a, uh, a personal grudge match, I think, with Mother Nature these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she yeah, got her way again this year, didn't she? Well, we, we, we were able to adjust on the fly this year, so we got around her a little bit. But, yeah, two years in a row that we've had gorgeous weather on both ends of the spring game, and then uh, the one day was going to be a little tough. So we uh, decided to not fight the elements this year. So uh, uh, And actually, like I said, it, I think in a in a crazy way, not not how we all dreamed it up, and it's it's going to work out perfect. I mean, yeah. we've wanted to do a spring game under the lights for years, and this gives us a chance to to do it. And it'll be new, it'll be unique. Um, our players are pumped. I told them uh, I told them the other day, and they were they were pumped. So it's going to be fun. Moving a tea time is an easy thing to do. Moving a football yeah. game, yeah. There's a lot of moving parts there. You got families flying in. You got a you got a country music star that's going to be here. 
50,000 fans involved. There's a lot that goes into moving. By the way, for those who don't know, the game's going to be Friday night now instead of Saturday afternoon here in Norman. Yeah, hopefully more fans than that too. But we uh, – yeah, everybody kind of pitched in, man. They were great. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Lee Bryce did a great job. You know, appreciate him, you know, having some patience with us. Uh, I mean, you can't imagine. I mean, the recruit stuff actually wasn't too bad because we had most of the guys already coming in, you know, kind of around noon, 1 o'clock that day anyway. So that worked out well. But, I mean, just – you know, OUPD, you know, CSC, I mean, getting everybody to run the game, everything changes. And so it's uh, kudos to our group and our administration, you know, Joe Castiglione, his staff, you know, it took a lot of people and it's going to take a lot of people. It's a lot of work, but it's, uh, we think it's going to be worth it. Can you take us through how big the spring game has become for recruiting? It's the biggest day of the year. I mean, it's uh, the biggest weekend of the year. It's, uh, the, the new recruiting rules have changed everything. Now that these guys can take official visits, this will be the second year. Uh, you know, we were the one of the first schools to kind of go all in with that, and that paid, you know, huge dividends for us last year um, with, with, you know, these guys getting a chance to come out here early and see us. And, and then just have it this group, uh, I would say close to 75% of this group coming in have not been to Norman yet. And so wow, this is going to be – this is going to be their first impression. This is going to be what they think of. And, uh, you know, the majority of these guys will make their decisions, uh, you know, kind of based off this one thing. So, you know, what do we want to show them? And, again, you want it to be as close to a game day as possible. We all know how game day is around here every year, every single game. It's awesome. And we don't take that for granted. we got to do our best to make sure they feel that here Friday night. Let's ask you about your team and, and about your coaching staff. Um, you bring in Alex Grinch to be your – defensive coordinator you thoroughly vetted him you asked people about him you made the decision to hire him but you you get him here on campus I would imagine there was a moment maybe when you we see him on the practice field for the first time maybe it's when you're in a meeting with him or something where you said to yourself oh I made the right call here yes yeah. no has that happened what was that moment? oh yeah I, I mean I think I felt like that the whole time you know I, I would say it felt like that more even before we hired him, just our initial conversations, it just everything seemed to fit, you know, what what I was looking for, what, you know, felt like the, that our program needed, what he was looking for. Uh, I didn't want somebody that had to tailor their approach to fit this. I wanted somebody whose approach was already going to fit what we needed. And I just, you know, everything about this made sense to me. And so – no, I've been thrilled with it. He's done a great job. The new staff has done a great job, a lot of energy, um, you know, working to build us into becoming a dominant defense like we expect to have here at Oklahoma and, and like we will have. And so, uh, yeah, I think we've taken some great steps. And, uh, you know, we've still got a lot of steps to go. There's, It's never easy. You know, we had to kind of do the same thing four or five years ago offensively. It's not easy, and uh, and it takes, it takes time, but it's uh, – we got some pieces in place to be good now, and that's certainly the expectation. How do you explain to OU fans? They're excited, man. They're excited about the change. They're excited what they've seen, social media and stuff out of Alex and Roy and the energy and all that kind of stuff. What's going to be different about your defense? Yeah, I mean, I think at it, it, first it starts with mentality. I mean, that's when you want to make a change. That's I know everybody wants to talk about the schematics and, you know, what kind of defense does this guy run, what kind of offense does this guy run, blah, blah, blah. But it's it's about – it's about mentality. Um, it's about you know evaluation of the players that you're bringing in, recruiting of the players you're bringing in, and then and then it does get to scheme and how well they're coached and developed within your program. So it takes all, but you know you got to start somewhere. And for us, just like it was 
you know, again, four and a half years ago offensively, it has started with mentality and and changing the mindset of that group. And then once you get that headed in the direction you want, then you can – those other pieces are important. You have to have them. But if you get that, then, you, then you're off to a good start. And I think, you know, Alex and those guys, they, they emphasize that. They really do. And so I think our guys are starting to – starting to understand the way that we want them to play, the way we want them to approach playing defensive football here at Oklahoma. When you came in, Dennis Simmons came with you. Can you kind of take us through that comfort level whenever you bring in a guy like yeah. Alex Grinch and he can bring in guys that he's familiar with? You're not just forcing him in. He can bring in guys like Roy Manning and, of course, you know, and in, in what they've brought in Brian Odom as well. Yeah, no, that was good. I mean, you know, like the process when we brought Dennis in here, you know, four and a half years ago, it wasn't just as simple as Bob saying, hey, who do you want to bring? <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, it was we interviewed different guys, Dennis being one of them. I stressed to him, you know, that it was going to be important, but also knew that he had to be comfortable with them. He was the head coach, and uh, and and it's his staff. And so I gave him my opinion, but at the end of the day, he had to feel good about it. And as he met with Dennis more and more, he did, and, and so it worked out great. And uh and then I already had, you know, Bill here, of course, who I've worked with for a long time. So it was kind of like me having two guys that had already I already had that trust and relationship built up with. And same for Alex. I mean, we we vetted a, a lot of different assistant coaches, a lot of guys that are extremely well respected, high qualified, as 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 good as anybody in the country. But and the, and the amount of people we had reaching out for these jobs, I mean, it's you'd be shocked some of the names. But it's. Uh, at the end of the day, he had some guys he was comfortable with, and then I had to go out and get through my process to make sure from an overall staff perspective and for OU that it was right, not just simply hired somebody because he'd worked with them before. It had to all fit, but then getting around Coach Manning and Coach Odom, the more I did, I you know, felt like we couldn't hire anybody better with the added benefit of, of the familiarity with Alex. The last time you played a football game, uh, you were trying to figure out how to tackle Jalen Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> now he's on your team. Um, what have you seen out of him? What You brought in a grown man to play quarterback here, and I'm not saying he's going to necessarily be your starter, but it's a big story, obviously, nationally. What have you seen out of him? Uh, he's done a nice job. You know, it's, uh, it's a unique situation, uh, regardless of where he's been, anything before that. But just this situation right now, you know, having to come in, you know, learn a system, learn a team, learn a – New community, new school. I mean, everything in a in a pretty condensed amount of time. Uh, just impressive with the way he carries himself. Uh, you can tell. You can tell he's been through a lot and he's experienced a lot, and he's got a certain you know maturity and and just kind of vibe about him that you that you really like. And he and he works hard at it. He's a talented kid. He can do you know. There's he's talented enough to do anything you know he wants to on the football field. So now it's just getting him in sync with with our guys and our system. And so he's learning, he's progressing. He's certainly done his best here at the end of spring, which you would expect. So I think he's on a nice track. I'm a big fan of Tanner Mordecai. He's just not laying down and nor is this a coronation. This is a competition. And oh, yeah. Tanner's yeah. had a really good spring, hasn't he? Yeah, Tanner's had a really good spring. He's, you could see, he took advantage of last year. You know, he really did. He, some guys come in the redshirt deal and they're not playing and, and not, they don't work hard, but this kid was, I mean, you know, he was our, he was our uh, scout team player of the year. He gave our defense fits over there. I mean, he's a competitive kid and it, he, he really took advantage of that time and, and it's showing right now. I mean, he's performed at a high level this spring. So uh, it's been fun to watch those two, you know, get their opportunities to lead the offense and to get better. And, and they're, they're, it's interesting because they're just radically different situations. Like, they couldn't be any <laughs> yeah. more different. I mean, 
one super experience in college football, low experience here. The other one kind of the opposite. One at the end of his career, one right at the beginning. So I mean, it's, but it's uh, it's great, man. That competition, you know, it's been a hallmark of this program forever, regardless of the position, regardless of who it is, and that's that's not going to change. If you would like to hear that interview in its entirety, and the Sirius XM app, simply get on the sports link that they have and you can search for Oklahoma Sooner Campus Tour and you can hear from Lincoln Riley. You can hear from Alex Grinch. We sat down with Kenneth Murray. We talked one-on-one with Neville Gallimore, Trey Brown, Creed Humphrey, Grant Calcaterra. It's well worth your time on the SiriusXM app. All right, so tonight's a little bit hard for me because I will not be with the softball team and it's going to be the first game that I've missed for this senior class and since I took over as the play-by-play voice four years ago. So while I'm excited for the spring game, my heart hurts a little bit that I'm going to miss this at least Friday game. We'll head up and provide radio coverage on Saturday and Sunday. And I thought, what a treat to get an opportunity to talk pitching with a new Sooner pitching coach, Jen Rocha, here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Right now, for the first time, I'm pumped to be joined on the show by a new Sooner pitching coach, Jen Rocha. Coach, first and foremost, congratulations on the great start to the season. How has your re-acclimation uh, to Norman gone so far for you? It's gone great so far. Um, everything is uh, close to what I left it uh, looking like, but it's uh, <laughs> bigger and better, and uh, I'm loving it. Hey, I was going to ask, now, because there's so many things, so you can go any direction you want with this. But what what's the biggest difference? Maybe we'll just start with the city. When you drive around Norman, what's the biggest difference in Norman from the day you left to where it is today? Um, you know, it actually feels like a city. It's uh, it's amazing how this part of Oklahoma has grown. Um, it used to feel like it took hours to get from Norman to Oklahoma City, um, and now it's a city. Moore's grown so much, and everything just feels like one uh, big city. So when I was here, I remember feeling like we were just a small town, Norman, um, with the big university that sat in the middle of it. Um, but the city itself has grown uh, tremendously, and uh, they've updated so many uh, so many cool shops. The shopping was a big deal for me. Uh, <laughs> Um, so it's nice to see some uh, fun shopping centers out, out here. And it, it just really has a nice home feeling, um, but yet still has the just sooner crimson cream all over the place. Um, and it just screams Boomer Center when you drive into Norman. So that's what's exciting. So if I shift from the city to this program, what have you seen shift in Coach Gasso? from the moment that you left to the person that you work with and you stand beside every single home game today, or every single game today? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I was under her and she was, um, she was my coach when I left here hmm. and, um, and she'll always be, you know, my coach. I, I would, she'll never not be that. Um, but over time I grew to know her as a peer and as a mentor and, um, and just, you know, looking from the outside in, I could just see the growth. She's always been phenomenal at getting the community involved and uh, growing her players. And they've always gotten better, uh, like I said, just watching from afar. 
they've always gotten better um, from their freshman year to their senior year. And now working alongside her and being back in the program and, and kind of seeing um, her, she just, she's such a strong woman and such a great example for our athletes, uh, for our female athletes. Um, and really teaches them um, how to become women. And I, I, that's a big stable for her, I know. Um, but when she says it, she means it. And I watch it every day, and I watch her challenge them, and I watch her get them better and help them not only grow. You know, they're here because they're talented athletes, and that's what we're able to identify first in them is their talent level. Um, but what you don't see is how much they grow as people um, throughout their four years. And now it's a little more identifiable through their social media content and that sort of stuff. But um, they really have um, some great resources here um, on campus. And, and, of course, like I said, with Coach Gasso, she just does a really nice job of um, just grooming them into into right people so that they are understanding who they are when they leave here. Coach, obviously, we'll have a, a a lot of time down the road to kind of talk about you know year one and kind of what you've learned about this program. But I do want to focus on your, your I guess we could say three to four pitchers that have really stepped up so far this season. And I want to start with G. Giselle Juarez, who transferred in from Arizona State, didn't really have a lot of time to kind of acclimate and, and matriculate herself because she comes in in January and the season starts in February. So there's no messing mm-hmm. around. But she, something clicked for her. At Palm Springs, and I know that she had maybe what you could say was a bit of a rough outing on Friday against Baylor. But what have what has been the biggest adjust, uh, adjustment? What's really clicked for G. Juarez over the last couple of weeks? Um, you know, I, I give G. a lot of credit. You know, she came in having to, um, and her accolades speak for itself. She's a great pitcher, um, and um, she really had to come in and learn the system fast find new friends and, you know, really get herself into the workout regimen and the travel, um, you know, and the whole change of environment for her. And I think she's done a tremendous job uh, job on her own um, of establishing, um, you know, her foundation here as a Sooner. And, um, you know, her talent as far as pitching is concerned is uh, she's really good. Obviously, she's left-handed um, and that uh, – <laughs> her ability to not only spin the ball um, at a high rate, at a high level, um, but um, just her competitive drive is really what is um, really fun to work with. Um, We had to, she came in with one motion um, that she had been working on kind of to try to hide the ball a little bit better. And she was doing a good job at it. Um, But there was something missing um, as far as velocity for her in the first couple of weeks. And, um, we just kept trying to put our finger on it, and finally we had to make a little bit of a motion adjustment back to her old motion, really. wasn't anything new. It, we just kind of reverted back to what um, she had always done. And that really was, is what kind of sprung her um, going into Palm Springs and has kind of carried her through. Um, she has gotten stronger physically, literally physically gotten stronger since she's been here. Um, so I think, uh, you know, when you start – from a pitching technical standpoint, um, there are some pitches that work better at uh, slower speeds and some pitches that can afford to have some velocity on it. So we really had to tinker with some things and try to figure out where her happy speeds are, is what I call them, <laughs> um, and try to get her to be most effective. <laughs> so hopefully awesome. that makes and sense. And you can see but- it. I- 
it, it makes complete sense. And then I'll, I'll throw in there, speaking of, of happy places or happy feet, I think, as you put it, when when you think about Shannon Sale and Mariah Lopez, here's two right-handers who, I don't know, Coach, fairly similar in what they do, but very different. You know, Shannon's someone who you watch and you're like, oh, she's she's got an attitude. Mariah's a little bit more laid back, has a little bit more of a different personality, but kind of similar stuff, right? Yeah, you know, their stuff is very similar. Uh, you know, they, they throw on similar planes, but their ball breaks just slightly different. Um, you know, uh, they are, but their demeanor is what separates them. Um, just you you pretty much put your thumb on it. You know, their demeanor separates them. Mariah's kind of a silent killer. You know, I think she's – I give Mariah a ton of credit. You know, I, I, I talked to Mariah all fall and uh, even heading into the spring with adding G onto our staff. And um, Coach Gasson and I both have had conversation with, conversations with her, and she's, she's a veteran of the staff. And she's, you know, she's waited her turn, and she's put her work in, and – this year, she's really starting to, um, you know, in my opinion, she's starting to blossom. You know, of course, I've watched her from uh, the outside, but um, the work that she's put in is really starting to show in her numbers. Um, but she just, she she gets on the mound and she just does her thing. It's no business. She has a great demeanor. She owns the mound when she's on there. Um, and so does Shannon in her own right in a different way. Um, you know, she's had an opportunity for some close situations and, you know, you just want to put some music on that fires you up when she comes in because she brings that sort of energy uh, to the mound. And, um, oh, gosh, I can't remember what Chipper Jones, uh, his uh, <laughs> his walk-up song was. I wish I could remember off the top of my head. But um, anyway, she just brings a, um, a level of fire. And so the challenge with Shannon is she's, uh, also completely capable of starting a game. We saw that against Baylor. And so I, I think there are two separate mentalities that come um, with that. You can have the same drive and the same energy, um, but you got to be able to, you know, sustain it throughout uh, your starting um, when, when, you, when your name gets put in as a starter. And so um, Shannon's really con- gone back and forth, and she's done it very well. And so we're just trying to get her to sustain um, both being able to start and uh, being able to come in and close the game out for us. I got you, Coach. It was crazy train that Chipper Jones would walk up to. Yeah. I yeah. kind of like that for Shannon Sale, too. Yeah. That's a great idea on your part. Great idea. I know. All right, listen, I know you got to jump on a bus here. I, I know you got to jump on a bus here in a little bit, but uh, I'll see you up in Lawrence this week, and I can't wait to watch this team. Uh, obviously, all eyes looking ahead to the rest of the Big 12 season. I saw their scalping tickets for like 300 bucks in Austin next week. But it's one no step way. at a time, right? It's one step at a time. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll send you the link, no lie. Uh, but yes. thank you so much for coming on, Coach, and we really appreciate you being on the show, and I look forward to calling the games this weekend. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate you. So that'll do it. Another action-packed episode as we get ready for the spring game. Again, we'll have complete Sooner Radio Network coverage beginning at 6 p.m., and we hope to see you out at Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium tonight. Until then, have a great week. We'll have a complete recap podcast coming up on Tuesday, and then we'll be getting ready for the Gymnastics National Championships and arguably one of the biggest series of the season for Sooner Softball as they travel to Austin. Enjoy the spring game, and until Tuesday, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast.
And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the Air.